Hello, Nancy. Hi, Nicholas. Good afternoon. Right, more like good evening. How are you? Okay, it is... Well, it doesn't matter what day of the week. It's Thursday, isn't it? I feel like I need to apologise before we get into it. I actually actually lost my voice last week and it's still a little bit ropey. So if you're, you know, like listening to a sexy, raspy voice and thinking, oh my God, who's that? It's just, it's just me, guys. Don't worry. And where did you find it? Find what? My voice? <laughs> That's a really funny joke. Come again next week, guys. For like, <laughs> God's sake. Anyway, so this week's episode is all about living and growing up in the countryside. Um, for a bit of context, and me and Liam grew up in the same house uh, since we were like, well, fresh out of the womb um, in Borough Green's little village. Well, not even really in Borough Green, we're outside of the village. Um, it's a big house. It's got two and a half acres, field, stables, a pool. Does it sound like I'm weirdly flexing? Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, yeah, we, yeah, it's a, uh, we did, not, well, it was part of our green, but the place is called Bastard. Do you get it at school? Everyone's like, oh, Bastard. It sounds like Bastard. Yeah. And then also, it didn't help that the road next to us was Thong Lane. Yeah. Them thong lane next to Boston Mill. It's like, <laughs> Aha. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, two and a half acres. We are like country bumpkins, so like we're not too far from town, but like if you are in our house, uh, a lot of our friends know we're in the valley. So out the front, you always see is trees, out the back, all you see is trees. Yeah. Very, very lucky. Um, our dad built our house in 1984. It was originally. Oh. 1989 Because the plaque out the back says 1985. But also, I spoke to Dennis on the way, being like, what's what's the truth? He came here in 1983, 1984, built that bit in 1985, and then the other bit in 1989. So, to be honest, I don't think he knows. Oh, okay. So, mid to late 1980s, the house was built. Okay, fine. Um, Yeah, and I would say it's rustic. I would say it's just... A house that was built in the 80s and hasn't <laughs> well, been updated since. Would <laughs> you say rustic or just a rundown? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> um, but it was, I mean, to be honest, I like, I've just come back from London to, to, to the house for a week. And I was literally like, I texted my friend being like, oh my God, Ken is so beautiful. Like, why don't I come more often? Especially when it's summer, like, it is a beautiful, beautiful area. We were very lucky to grow up here. Yeah, yeah. Um, we used to all go, always go and walk around the, the area and stuff. And it's amazing views and woods. And we've both got our little favourite spot that we like, like, what is it, about a mile away? It's like a little waterfall that used about to be... About a mile and a half, because I've run there quite a few times. Actually, no, it's, it's just under a mile. Just under a mile. You don't have anything, will you? No. What? Sorry. What's the point of correcting me? I oh, just wanted to drop oh, in that I also run. <laughs> just flexing. I'm like a fitness freak. Yeah, flexing all over the place today. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so we had our favourite spot that we both like in the woods. Um, there's like a little waterfall. I think they used to be like a meal or something that raced around. Yeah, that. and like no one's ever there. 
I literally have always said, like, I want to get proposed to there. <laughs> Bit embarrassing. Um, but I used to, I've done, like, that place is just, like, so peaceful, so calm. Um, I've literally ran there and cried so many times. Oh, well, good. At least we did have that, that haven space. Definitely. Um, so I thought um, we would test our friends again and see kind of any questions that they have and actually there was quite a lot of questions for this one which I was kind of surprised at and um, people seem to be very interested so the first one was from Liv and she was asking like what animals did we have growing up um I think it's mainly because she knows we've we've had a quite a range um so we have had if I can remember a dog chickens ferrets guinea pigs, ducks, horses, peacocks, emus, rabbits, rabbits. I had a hamster, but I mean, that's inside, but still it was here. Uh, um, mice. Did we have yeah, mice? You had two mice. You did not look after very well. No, I, was... I had, they were hamsters. They weren't mice. You had two mice. I promise you, because I had to rescue them from your room. <laughs> they were fucking hamsters. <laughs> mice. Absolutely mice. I was sold hamsters. <laughs> you had mice. Carry on. Anyway, that's not what's important right now. What is important is the other ones. So obviously, like, growing up, we, we still have chickens now, and I love having them. Like, we sat, we actually saved the ones we have now from the slaughterhouse. Um, and then we What had, do we call them? What do we call... Oh, well, we used to call the cockerels after us. So, like, the first cockerel was, like, Kay- Kaylee, was it? Or, like... Yeah. And then Liam and then George and then me. Um, and then... I, think, I, I think my cockerel lasted the longest. It went through like, because unfortunately, guys, it is quite difficult to keep chickens in. We had a, a, like a really big run and it quite often got attacked by foxes or badgers. Mm. And we had one cockerel called Liam who um, lasted like a good four generations of chickens that we had. And then we went to the boot fair the weekend that he unfortunately passed and found a paper mache, which I think is in the room you're in right now. Yeah, I literally am looking at it right now. That's got to be like 20 years old. I mean, it, it, looks, it looks just like him. Like, big, handsome ginger chicken because it was called Liam. Obviously, that's those things are just genetically supposed to happen. What was your um, most favourite pet we had and least favourite? Uh, I hated those peacocks they would fly up to like above my room because we got an extension so i lived like on the third floor and he would go above my bed and just like be like but i think he um he, we had the male one didn't he and the girlfriends kept flying away so he's calling for them well, clearly they knew that men were trash. They were getting rid. Obviously, it's his problem. He's the toxic one. Or, or he's listening out for, for the cries of a lonely female and he's like, I know where to go. I can hear her in a room. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> to be fair, there was a few times I did whip open my window and be like, shut up. <laughs> well, there was some sort of call there. I don't think it was made. Well, I like, I like the peacocks, but unfortunately, yeah, they just kept flying away. I think it was a couple of times that the male was found on top of the local primary school roof. 
so embarrassing it was, it was like put like has anyone lost a peacock it's on barrel green primary school my friends would tag me in it i'm like oh my god this is so <laughs> I was, pets have, have actually got a bit of a reputation around the yeah yeah no it's not okay but um <laughs> that, right? uh, my favorite ones are, yeah i think i love the ducks because yeah we had the ducklings well we had ducks and they were born and then we break kind of raised them a little bit in the house and I think we had a lit, uh, litter. Um, what's a what's a herd of ducks called? Herd of ducks. A gang. They're called a gang. Oh really? Okay, gang yeah. gang. Uh, in the house, and we had one that was born with a deformed beak. Like the top beak was normal. The second, oh, the second beaky. beak went like forty five degrees. Yeah, we called him Beaky, which is a well original name. Um, oh, and yeah, and we had them in the house. There's pictures of us like with them as babies. They're oh, so God. cute. In the pictures, I look. Oh, I look so weird. Like I'm like sitting with my legs all crossed funny and I'm like presenting it to the camera. And I've got like, I used to have like really bad, like Exmoor dry skin. I'm like, oh, I just look well ropey in those pictures. I'll find <laughs> them because they are actually really funny because it's like me. They're like, you can make yeah. Well, they're, they're really cute. And then, um, yeah, unfortunately, those ones got slayed by a La Fox. Um, but when I went, we went up to see them and it was like tears all around and i found beaky he was the only one that actually survived he had been bitten like cowering in the corner it was so sad so i picked him up we brought him in the house and we slept with him in the pantry but he only made it like a day or two and then he's i didn't know that i don't i don't remember how the way they died yeah it was honestly it was devastating me and kayla were beside ourselves because we raised them we used to like sit and watch Wild Thornberries with like five ducklings on the sofa. It was amazing. Yeah, I know. I do remember all those times of just like having them and they were like, they were my favourite as well. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know they went in such a tragic way. Well, you said you didn't like the peacocks, but is your least favourite not the, um, <laughs> the, <laughs> the white cockerel that we had not long ago? Oh, that cockerel. I forgot about him. He so we had an evil cockerel once, and I'm not kidding. I went in the run to collect eggs, which is a normal thing to do. It's literally why we have the chickens. And I just felt this like sharp pain on my thigh, like back of it. I turned around. This <laughs> cockerel had taken a running sprint at me from the other side of the run and just pecked my leg. And I was like, oh my god! And it started coming after me. I had to like run out get a stick like let all the chickens out and i ran up onto this wall and it like ran all the way after me you and like, I, it made me bleed you were, you were like standing on top of the climbing frame like the swing set like screaming. oh screaming for this because chicken was like it just jumps and was like trying to claw you it was it was so funny and like um we also I had done nothing to that chicken not a thing <laughs> he did it to everyone he did it to everyone it was like whether or not he was in a bad mood when in the garden and he was there for a good few years um, we also had the rears, which were fine. Like they're, they're like kind of like smaller emus, but they're still like six foot. And we had the male one, which is currently, as we speak, on the loose. He's escaped the field mm. and gone rogue. And I'm trying to get my dad to rein him in, but he doesn't seem that bothered. No, our dad isn't bothered. He he was like, I'm going to call like the police to let them know, like, but the non-emergency number, and they didn't answer. So he just called like the local MP, and I was like. Um, so if you're driving around the countryside right now just has has the lights on there could be a six foot prehistoric dinosaur just just roaming just and that one's really snappy that's the one that attacked me so yeah that's what i'm saying so we had them and depending on the time of year normally spring and summertime he becomes protective the hormones flare and the girls are having babies or eggs and um he becomes aggressive 
And it, we, that's why we didn't let them in the back garden more. That's why they're only in the field. And one time, Harriet was in the back garden and she, we were like always down having a chat just outside the back door. And then he was up, like we got like some steps. You had to go up to actually get into the back garden. And he was up there and we were like, Harriet, go in the back garden. She was like, no, we're like, go in there. She was like, no, I can't. I was like, go in there. Well, and- they dared me and I've never not done a dare. So I was like, <laughs> right, here we go now. And I literally had woken up from a nap. So I was in my underwear and a long yeah. t-shirt, but my knickers were still out. Really <laughs> then- this Nicholas or Nicker. <laughs> Very on brand, very on brand. And uh, so we challenged her. So she got an umbrella, like one of the big... So it was a broomstick with a like big bat plastic bag at the end of it. Scare him away. Yeah, no, I think I I scared him off once with an umbrella because the idea is to be bigger than them. That's why they flare their wings. So you had a broomstick with a Sainsbury bag for life at the end of it. And then you had to, you were like trying to get into the guy. It was like a, it was like a tug of war, but like a push of war. Like this bird was like, yeah. So he like he pecked my bag and the top of the broom, and then he like swished his like long fucking four foot neck left and right, and so he was like throwing my arms like side <laughs> to side. And it, we were, but then also we were hysterically laughing, like we were crying with laughter. So like I really couldn't like battle him at all because i was just like tears streaming down my face like crying then my mum was behind me like oh my god like because she's so dramatic it was just laughing we're still laughing i think i could actually probably find that video somewhere it might be on my hard drive so let me try to find it because that is actually hilarious that's one of my favorite stories to tell it's so funny i mean i'm in the most unattractive nick of life (laughs) well again i know how it always ends up being the the bad photos and videos of you yeah what is going on i'm actually really starting to realize that I am an embarrassment and people keep me round for their entertainment. Yeah, well, don't complain. You're lucky they keep you around at all. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, so next question is for my friend Evie, and she, I guess we might have already kind of covered it, but favourite and worst thing about living in the countryside? Well, a favourite thing is, is having the animals in the area, being able to go for walks. It's very relaxing um, and stuff like really, that. Really, really peaceful and really quiet. Like, yeah. when I, that's the one thing I really wanted to come back from London and have this week is, like, the fact that I can get up in the morning, I can walk for two hours and not see a single soul. And it's just, like, I just had a little power nap earlier and it was, I literally lied there, like, oh, my God, there's no sirens. Like, it's just, there's just no sound. Yeah, but also to the corner of that, which is the also the worst thing is being in the middle of nowhere. We never got any trick or treaters coming to our house, so I always felt mis- left out on Halloween. And because we are so far out, as soon as we could drive, it was kind of like you had to learn to drive to be able to go out and be able to do things. Because if you weren't in the centre of town, no one was going to come see you easily. Um, and all my friends don't live like close. Yeah, particularly. I think we were we were quite lucky that our dad like really encouraged us to learn and drive really quickly. And then once we got that, we were able to like get out and about, but. It is. It was very, very frustrating. Um, kind of having to like always rely on our dad or people for lifts or like not being able to go to things. But I think that's my least favorite. But my favorite will just always be how beautiful it is. Like I just, I just come back here and I'm just like go from like being like a scale of three happiness to like ten. Do you remember um, all the daffodils we used to have like growing outside our house along the, along the fence? It used to be so nice in spring. Yeah, yeah. Our dad was pretty good at, like, planting them. Here's an interesting question. Do you think we would be different if we grew up in the city opposed to the countryside? Mm, well, yes, I would think so. I mean, we'd have more... We'd have met more variety of people. Uh, where we're from is not a diverse place. <laughs> to the point where, like... Um, 
Have you what? lost your train of thought there? What no. I think he was trying to get to was like, I. so we live like outside of the village, but what, it's like a 10, 15 minute walk into the village. And like our mum lives there, our grandma lives there, our granddad lives there. Um, and like, you know, everyone, everyone's business, even if you don't want to know it and they know yours. Like literally today, my mum picked me up and we got in the car. She's like, oh my God, just so you know, like Joanne. I'm like, what? And she's like, oh, she babysat you in she's too. She's your grandma, mother's brother, sister's dad. Well, anyway, and you're like, what? Like, it's very like sheltered village life. Yeah. And like to the point growing up, do you remember, I don't know where they're from particularly, but the shops we have in the street are owned by like certain families that are mm-hmm. from certain places. And everyone used to be like, oh, you know, the shop that's, because uh, it was like news that there might be an in the, uh, a multicultural family in the village compared to a standard box white person that you normally saw. Mm. It's very much like that. Um, so yeah, I think if you're in the city, you would experience more people, more diverse people, cultures and stuff like that. Um, I don't think that's affected me negatively at this point. I think at this point in my life, I'm definitely more diverse in myself. So it's something I caught up on. Um, yeah, I think that's the main difference I would say. I mean, the, the lucky we both went to schools in main towns as well. Mm. So we weren't, I also think it made us like very independent. Like I ha- I don't struggle like spending time myself or finding things to do or entertaining myself because like we had to do it a lot as growing up, especially when there was this awful time our dad switched internet providers. And I think we went like six <laughs> months without internet. That is awful. And I actually think back, like what the hell did we do for those six months? Because we were like in our teen years as well. It wasn't like we were younger than that. And I just remember like just having to find things so independent yeah i just think we were very independent we had to like come up with a lot of our own fun and just like yeah just be interesting and like i do find a lot of like which i really enjoy i find nature really calming and i don't think i would have felt that way if i grew up in a city because i just like wouldn't really have thought about it whereas now for me like being like going on a long walk is like my number one like stress reliever yeah, absolutely. Yeah, same for me here. Like, uh, luckily, Barcelona is surrounded by hills, so we could take like a train for half an hour and be on a hike. And like, the amount of times I've not even realised I've stressed, been on a hike, got to the top of the hill or the mountain, or been halfway through the hike and not heard anything, just felt the wind. I've been like, oh my god, this is exactly what I needed. Like, just to be away from people. Yeah. And um, also, I guess added to your point is that it, we're we're okay with being by ourselves. We're yeah. like, we, I, I like my own company. I like spending time by myself. Sometimes I actually need time by myself and stuff. I'm happy to do that. I go traveling by myself. I do long journeys, dinners by myself. I like that because we kind of did that mm. often. Cool. Well, that's a good thing to know, learn. So um, I really wanted to talk about something that I remember from when we were younger, which is like, so jokes. So our dad like was constantly always like, I don't know, trying to come up with things for us to do. So he built us a pool, which was really nice, fun. Pool's built, you know. But he also built us a tree house. And this tree house was in our second field near the back. Um, it was two stories. There was a little, like, so I don't know how to explain oh, no, it. Before you make this sound like a super flex, the tree house is, the house itself is not two stories. It's two platforms with a little goals house type thing on the, on the top. Yeah, yeah. And then it had, like, a um zip wire down to like the conquer oh, tree yeah. which is so it. fun do you do remember that fun? time during that time emma went down it and didn't stop herself before she hit the, <laughs> the tree so well, she just face planted the tree well, and we then did slowly have, let go one of the most did, bizarre things i've ever seen we did have like a 
<laughs> we don't have a like a thin mattress against the tree. But yeah, you meant to like just let go before you get to the tree. She just yeah, didn't. or just like stop yourself, like put your legs out. But Very she funny. just quite like a bit of a I really, thought she, I really thought she hurt herself. Yeah, but the tree house is good. Like, but um, our parents didn't get permission, like planning permission, planning permission for a tree house before the tree house was built, and it was like it was like two inches too tall, or something. Yeah. And so like they came down, they wet, they weighed it, they measured it, and stuff like that, and said it's two inches too tall. My mum got talking to them, and the guy was like, "Do you know if you have a refugee living in here, we can't touch it because of like asylum rights or something?" And she was like, "Ah, that's it." So we went to the local newspaper. It was like the headline. We had to get pictures of us playing in this treehouse, like running down a field in front of it. Um, and we, um, the treehouse is still standing. Nothing's been changed about it. They didn't pursue it. Apparently, it's because someone complained. But give you context, this the treehouse is about two hundred yards back in the field in the middle of the woods. No one is not overlooking. Covered by the trees. Out. Yeah. And at one point, I remember they were like, you just, if you paint it a different colour, like, we'll leave you alone. And then they were like, these are the colours you can pick from. And they were black. And we were all like, no. Yeah. It was bright red as well, for a bit more context. Yeah, it is red. Um, but yeah, I know, the treehouse is still standing. I actually did like that. I used to play a lot of um, like Dungeons and Dragons and, like, castle, pretending I was in a castle with my friends. I remember one time we had loads of friends over for, like, maybe a barbecue, like a family friend one. And me and my friends, who were quite young at the time, were on the top deck. And then there was, like, some of the teenagers playing, like, spin the bottle um, underneath. And we were watching, like, through the wood slates. Because, oh, like, oh, perverts. We were, like, 10. And we were, like, oh, my God, they're kissing. That's I'm not going to say who it was, but. <laughs> and um, I remember once. Uh, shout out to Laura because she listens to the podcast every week, and she's actually started a podcast by the gay, by the way, by the gay, <laughs> by the way, guys called Mind the Whack. Go follow; it's new. Um, but we had a, we were once in the treehouse, and it got thunderstormed. And obviously, the idea is don't be near a tree when there's thunderstorm. And we were in the treehouse, but oh my built God, you're round, so wild. built round the tree. So we were shitting ourselves. So we were like, "Fuck, we need to run back to the house." So we ran back to the house. There was like five bus running across this field. And the field could get quite muddy when it was raining. Then we got to the house, sat down, started moving and stuff, calmed down and realised we'd left George in the treehouse. <laughs> George is our little brother. How old was he? Seven, six, seven. And he was asleep? I think he was awake. I think we full on left him. So we ran, me and Laura went running back. And we, to this day, we still talk about that memory. It's so sad. But how scared you must have been? Well, yeah, he's also just really quickly, like severely autistic. So he like... <laughs> That is just absolutely traumatic. You know what? It's actually really bad. And maybe I shouldn't admit this, but we have left that kid in quite a few places. There's quite a few stories where as a baby, he was left a little bit behind. But we will find those, we will find those pictures of um, the photo shoot we had outside the treehouse because also, surprise, surprise, Liam did something to upset me. And in every single photo, I'm crying. And I'm toothless. And you're wearing mum's jumpers. You're like wearing this like to the floor. Yeah, like well, obviously I wanted the comfort because I was crying. <laughs> um, one of my favourite stories as well, which actually aggravates me, is the fact that you, our dad used to let us drive any like, spare like rough cars that we had around the field to learn to drive. So I was yeah. doing this and I was actually learning to drive. And Harriet taking inspiration from me and following the trends, obviously, because she can't do anything by herself, uh, was driving around the field with her friends. And what were you, 13 at some point? 
driving yeah, it's private land i mean it's kind of allowed guys don't start shouting otherwise we're gonna cut you off <laughs> and she drove through the fence broke the i would just like it right so every single time you tell a story you tell it completely wrong um it wasn't me it was a friend an unnamed friend she knows say their name say their name no because she's listening and i've already put on blast quite a bit on this podcast and she's already mad at me about Lucy. it <laughs> no um, <laughs> But basically, we I remember it so clearly. So we drove like up the hill and then we turned back round. And then as we came down, I was like, brake, brake. And she was like, I can't, I'm trying, I'm trying. And I was like, the clutch and the brake. And I think she was she was just pushing one. I don't know what happened, but like she just didn't get it. And then we eventually ended up in the fence. We all sat there for a minute and then we're like, I was like, get out of the car. And we got out and then Dennis came over and he was like, obviously really lovely about it, as he always is. He was like, it's fine, guys, don't really matter. It's a cheap car and like, I can fix the fence. And Lucy was hysterical. Um, and she ended up, she's going to hate me for saying this, but she, bless her little heart, she ended up trying to give my dad 20 quid. Like, I'm really sorry. And he was like, it's fine. She's like, it's all I've got. She <laughs> felt awful. She just sat in my room for about three hours crying her eyes well, she, out. Like, I'm, I'm assuming she's got a job now, so she can start the repayments anytime now. Oh, for God's sake, the car's about worth £40. And the fence literally was about 2p of the wood that Dennis fixed himself. Lucy, God's sake. Lucy. Did you ever have it when um, you'd walk back from the station or your friend's house late at night and we had to walk down the, the road to our mm. house, which again, all our friends know is when it's dark, it's scary as hell. Like, you've got your headlights on. Like it's like the beginning down. of a horror film when you're driving down the road and you're like, someone's going to run out in front of the road any minute now. Yeah, like, um, and, you know, the road down to our house is like a road and the trees kind of go over it. So, like, mm. you can't even see the sky when you walk down it. It's pitch black. Like, it's kind of road. If you start thinking about scary films, it's going to happen to you. Like, your heart starts racing. But my favourite thing, once, one winter, we were... <laughs> I don't know if you actually remember this, but it's still hilarious. Um, we had... Uh, it was snowing. We were driving back, me and my friends. Oh, I hate this story. And we were like driving. We were like got near the house. We're like, what is that? We we're like, what is that? We we're like, it's on two legs, and it's got like antlers. We were like, what? Like a silhouette. We were like, what the fuck is that? Literally, like paused the car. Couldn't even really pause it because the snow was so deep. We shouldn't have really stopped. But it was kind of like we have to. We didn't know what the fuck was coming towards us. And I put the headlights on full beam. <laughs> so dramatic. So walking. God knows where. Wearing like puffy obviously like snow clothes and then like uh, a reindeer <laughs> it was like a bull hat or something it had like horns and stuff on it and obviously from us like fucking mr tumnus was coming out and it was just harry she's just like casually standing there, there you are thinking you've discovered like bigfoot yeah well, we this big bitch and um she's just like waving i've got a picture of it i will have to find that one as well Good thing I documented these things. That was fucking. We were like in stitches. Like, oh my god, thank god, it's a real thing and not what we thought. We're worried it was going to be. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> okay, so last question, final question from Evie again. Thanks for submitting so many good ones. To be fair, um, would we settle in the countryside or would we do city life forever now? Uh, I would go back to the countryside. I would actually live in our house again. It just needs some DLC. Um. Yeah, no, I would table legs and chairs. <laughs> um, Sorry? <laughs> TLC, table legs and chairs. <laughs> I've, I just feel like I've missed something here. <laughs> um, it just needs some TLC, but I would live in our house. The problem with our house is it's not in, like, the English weather is shit. Um, but I would definitely live in the countryside again. Like, I would like to... 
ideally at this point in my life, if I was to like win the lottery, I would buy a house up in the Barcelona Hills. I'm in the country, but close to the city for like my gay nights out my festivals and things. <laughs> Both. What are you? Yeah. Um, I think for me, I will 100% move back to the countryside. Like I do love London. It's a lot of fun, but I just would, I don't want to live there forever. I don't want to raise my kids there if I ever have them. Um, I definitely, I just am a lot happier mentally, like in the countryside. I think that's definitely for me. And again, I would, my dream is definitely to like buy or like get the house off Dennis, you know, give me the house, Dennis, and kind of knock it down and start and just like build my dream one on top. Um, Because I love this area and I love the countryside, like around it and all the walks and like, it's just my favorite thing ever. So I will 100% remove, come back to countryside. I don't even think I've got that many years left in the city. I'm already dwindling, guys. Like, <laughs> just moved there like less than a year ago. No, yeah, I, I have a few years left in me, but I just think like once I'm ready to like start settling, I'm going to like slowly move, <laughs> trickle out <laughs> until I'm like safely, firmly, probably back in Kent. Yeah, well, I think it'd be interesting to see with the new direction after COVID about homeworking as well, because if you're homeworking, you could live anywhere. And I definitely would live in the countryside because there's no reason to have to be close to work now. Yeah, yeah. Even like the house next to us, um, they've they're like a family that live in London weekdays, and um, but then like have now brought this home and in, in so they can come to the country at the weekends and on summer holidays and stuff because they can work wherever. Bastards and best bastard meal. Enjoy mm-hmm. it. Um, okay, so it's everyone's favorite time of the week. It is the best or positive story of the week. Sorry. What happened this week to you, Nancy? Woo! Um, well, actually, for the beginning of the week, I was like, I'm really going to struggle for things to say in the podcast this week. And then things took a quick turn. We've been looking at flats. We've been looking for like two and a half years. We've been in the one we're in now for four years. We've always wanted outdoors. I've always wanted outdoor space, like a terrace. And I was during COVID, that could not be more true. because it was like 56 mm. days inside, no sunlight. I went to the shops. For half an hour once a week uh just to be outside and that's the only rules we had to have anyway so we've been trying we've looked at about 25 different apartments either you get a terrace that's big but a flat smaller it's in a rough area of town or the wrong area of town or it's not modern or it needs work and stuff like that um we were looking and we went to do uh, to a viewing of an t- area of town we've never really been um and found a flat that we actually liked Things move so quickly here with demand that we left. By the time we got to the end of the road, we sent them our documents. I'm organised. I had them ready. And we actually got confirmed for the flat. Woo! Super nice. So we've got a, a private terrace. Um, it's a new build and stuff like that. We're only renting. We're going to rent for a while and then hopefully try and buy in a year or two after the wedding. But um, I'm just so excited to actually have a terrace, just my own outdoor space. Because yeah, definitely. On the weekend... I think also actually fitting to this episode is we're used to being outside and yeah. having access to out, so much outside. And the weekend, all I want to do is be outside. Now yeah. I can be outside. So super happy. Uh, we've already started moving in. Suitcases are on their way. You've still got a month left in this place, but we are going. How exciting. I know that you guys have been like looking for so long, so I'm so happy that you, you're out. Thanks, thanks. What about you? What was the best thing that happened to you this week? So I feel like there's a bit of a theme. I mean, a lot of mine is like going out. Um, I'm not really that I big. I think it was going to be this again. But this is because we threw our first ever par- house party. And it was a bit touch and oh, go yeah. because you, we... You, um, 
finally got enough friends in London to actually. Uh, <laughs> so basically, we we we're gonna throw it, uh, and one of our flatmates pulled out. So then we were like, okay, we'll cancel it because like a third of the people that we were originally planning to come can't come, and it was also for her birthday, and she couldn't come. <laughs> Um, so we we were going to cancel it, and then I actually thought about it. I was like, you know what? Like, it will be fun e- regardless of how many people come. Like, even if it's just ten of our close mates having a few drinks in the garden and just like chatting, like it will be fun. So I was like, let's just keep let's do it anyway. And like, we invited a few people, and then loads of people were like, oh, you cancelled it. So we made like other plans. And I was like, we so we were a bit like panicking, like oh my god, there's going to be no one there. But it was, it, and we were so stressed. Like me and Lana were running around Dawson trying to find like a bowl for our punch and like get food. And then my, we got back. Oh, it was so stressful because it's a hat party. That was a thing. You had to wear a hat. We got back to the house. The hats had been tried to be delivered at eleven thirty-three. We got back at eleven forty. They wouldn't try again that day. Oh. So I then had to go back out to a costume store and buy us hats. Um. So it was really stressful, but it went really well. Our punch was lethal as shit. I was like, let's add some r- fresh raspberries and mint and it really like bring it together. And it really helped. And we had so much like, cause you know, with the punch, we were like, right, we want to make it really sweet so that people sip on it and then don't realize how much alcohol's in it. So we did all of this and it was, it was just a really good time. Like everyone that came had a really, really fun time. We did awards. It was so funny. Halfway through the party, me and Lana, like, oh my God, we need to give the awards out. How, how do we get everyone's attention? So we just turned the lights on and everyone like in a club and it was like, Rah! and people started booing and me and Lana were like, we just want to give out the awards. And then apparently <laughs> someone by the wrong name. How, how many people were there? Probably like 20 or 30 people and like people were coming in and out and then like, it actually went on really long and then Lana went to bed and I was harassing her to come back out because I was the only host left, but she wouldn't. And so, what, I mean, like, what time did you go to bed? We kicked everyone out at like half two, three, but then like some of us stayed up. So I think I went to bed like half three, four, four. But we started at like six. It was so much fun. So much fun. That I'm going to I'm gonna definitely do another one for my birthday because like, um, uh, it was a well, fun. Well, if there's any consolidation to you guys, she did like shit the next day. Oh, that's so rude. I honestly, I made, I have not been that drunk in a while. Um, and I was told some of the things I was saying and I was like, <laughs> oh, no, I didn't. I don't even think that. Why would I say that? You're lying. And they were like, Harriet, no, you did. Groundbreaking. Harry embarrassed herself. <laughs> but then I also said to my friends, I was like, that is peak drunk Harriet. So, you know, all these people that came and hadn't seen it before, it's just probably good that they got to see it now. Yeah, is that why you're now thinking I need to leave London? Yeah, honestly, I need to get out. I was pranging all of Sunday and Monday being like, I can't show my face. And a lot of my work friends came and I was like, oh my God, are they going to take HR about me? Because I fucking would. Oh, well, hopefully next week you'll have a new topic outside of it. I don't think I will because I'm going to, oh God. Because the thing is as well, you you gave up drinking ages ago for like months and now like, for the past since the podcast, you seem to be tricking me. Living these memories is just tricking you. By the weekend, you're like, I'm drink. Yeah, honestly. So I've got one big party this Saturday, and then after that, I'm not drinking again for like oh, a week and a half. <laughs> it's <laughs> just all these please. events keep popping up, and I'm like, please leave me alone. Well, you're out of lockdown, so like, you at least you did drink through lockdown. Yeah, I didn't drink for like six months. Anyway, that's completely beside the point. That was my positive story of the week. Let's just okay. let's just keep let's move. Well on. done. I'm very pleased for you. Um, yes, so next question, I'm sorry, final segment is Song of the Week, and it is Nancy's turn, and from what I can see on the Google Doc, I'm not a happy bunny. <laughs> I actually share your frustrations, I actually do, 
And I knew it was going to be a controversial decision or choice this week. Um, the song of the week this week, guys, is Bang Bang by the Rita Hora. Rita. <laughs> I honestly feel the same. I don't like her. The songs are great. Most of her music's really good. But I don't like her as a person. And this song came on. I think it was like a YouTube, like on my TV, like came on next. And I was like, oh, this is a bit of a bot. And I'll tell you why. Because the backing, the sample of the song is Crazy Frog. Oh my god, what? I'm not going to listen to it, but... Well, some of you guys, please listen to it and reply on Instagram whether or not you liked it. So I played it and I was like, I recognise this. And I'm really bad at like guessing musical background. So I asked Luke, yeah, it's crazy for us. Oh my god, wow. So it was a really good song. I don't like her either. Like the whole issue of her having a party during lockdown, denying it and then all that kind of stuff. Um, I actually don't like her to the point where it all started because I, I went to Winter Wonderland Festival and I came out early I was waiting at the bus stop for the bus and a Mercedes car pulled up and there was six people in it, even though it's a five-seater, and in the back was four people and then someone's on the lap of the person in the middle. And I looked in, it was bloody Rita Ora. I was like, ah, oh, hi! And she was like, hi, I was like, can I get a picture? Her manager was like, no, no, because she's not meant to be sat like that. And I was like, well, yeah, I know. She was like, sorry, well, you got in the car and left. I was like, rude. Bear in mind, she was also dressed like a Colgate toothpaste, I promise you. And... Uh, know that. So that started. And then... Um, She's on Instagram. She's just so braggy. And I just imagine she's not a very nice person. Like, just not she's very likable. Yeah, she's just not very likable. Like, I really hate this, that we're sitting here and hating on her. But I have had, like, I know that a lot of people feel the same way. Like, there's just something about her. Like, uh, she gives me, she's not a girl's girl, in my opinion. And also would sleep with my boyfriend if I ever got one. <laughs> there's enough rumours about her, like, yeah. uh, being a homewrecker and stuff. It makes you wonder. Um yeah, so I just don't think she's much of a feminist and she's always on Instagram. And then the other, uh, <laughs> some of my friends are really going to laugh at this. I don't troll. It's not a thing that I do. If I don't like someone, I just don't follow them. But she really gets on my tits. And about two or three years ago, she put a picture up after loads of pictures. Oh and my it, God, I remember this. And it was her in the pool with like covering her boobs. She didn't have a bikini or anything, just holding her boobs. And the caption was just because. I succumbed. I trolled. I'm sorry. Not sorry. I commented in capital letters, slag, and then I followed her. I just, I, I don't know, it's I terrible. I can't I'm, believe you're admitting that. That's actually really bad. I didn't think you said called her a slag. I thought you just said, like, bore off or something. That's so bad. You hey. just said, oh, she's not much of a feminist, and then you did something so anti-feminist. I'm not proud of it. I've grown since then. Three years ago, you know, I wouldn't do it now. I would just unfollow. But some things are necessary. She's just... <laughs> I can't believe you did that. <laughs> and now you hear groveling being like oh but her songs are bop well her, her music is good i'm sorry but she is unlikable like hate me for that that is just fact well i do think she is unlikable because if you think about it like as you said her songs are bops and like she is a pretty like she's beautiful um she could be doing things like dua leap is doing but yeah. she's not because people don't like her for some reason like she is just unlikable yeah yeah and like her last and did you, did you see that tweet she did which was like if my this tweet gets a hundred thousand retweets i will i'll release my album and it got like 1018 retweets and then she did a tweet like the next day like someone tried to hack my twitter the music is not out till i say it's ready like, yeah it was so embarrassing if someone's gonna hack you they're not gonna go a hundred thousand retweets like what are they gonna benefit from that from you getting more followers no no love. No. So that well, was the, week. <laughs> the song is good. The song is actually good. That was a positive story of the week to a hate session, Andy. <laughs> I'm trolling. Um, hopefully people won't stop listening now that they know that you're like that. But anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. It was really nice to like reminisce about 
growing up in Kent and the countryside and like especially as I'm here I'm literally staring at the trees out the front so thanks for listening um next week we have a really exciting episode we're going to film with our dad um (laughs) but yeah if you have yeah Dennis the Menace if you guys have any other suggestions or topics or anything else you want us to cover please let us know and as always follow us um on Instagram it's Nancy and Nicholas it's Nicholas as in less Nickers as he likes to always say (laughs) and we will catch you next Thursday love you lots bye Nancy Bye, Nicholas.